Hi, you're listening to the Your Time Now podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Chamley, and I'm a mindset coach whose passion is to inspire and empower women. If you're ready for that next level, this is the place to be. Listen to the podcast each week and learn how to silence the inner chatter and start to live life on your terms. It's mindset coaching with a magical twist. So there'll be lots of spirituality, some meditations, some madness, some inspiring stories from other women, and it's all designed to help you claim your power back now. Welcome to this episode. We've got Jennifer Chambers here, and she's going to share a little bit around what she's doing with her creative writing and a podcast, and there's all sorts going on. So Jennifer, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Tell me a bit about what's going on in your world. Well, um, currently, of course, we're all under lock and key. <laughs> and it's been, it's been great. My family of five has all had to adjust to the new normal. So I'm helping teach my kids at home. It helps my husband's a teacher, a uh, counselor by trade. So I don't oh, have no. to do that, you know, all myself. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, they do it themselves. They're, they're pretty good kids, but it's been interesting and kind of great to start this podcast at this time. Yeah. Because I've had, I've had so much response. People have been really, really searching for something to listen to, something that's uplifting and positive. Wow. Tell us about your podcast. It's called Resilient. And part of my reason for starting it was because I'm a person who has a chronic illness I have a very rare genetic disease, like six people in the world, like they're going to name it after me, rare, like super rare. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, yay, that's awesome. <laughs> but <laughs> I love your take on that, how you made that into something positive. That's brilliant. Well, you know, you can only be in so many hospitals before you have to look at the bright side. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, rare. Yeah, I'm a unicorn. That's okay. <laughs> I also have a, a traumatic brain injury. When I was 15, I was in a car accident and I, um, the injury was so severe that I had to, I really, I have no memory since before then. And I had to relearn everything from walking and talking to speaking in complete sentences. I had to learn how to tie my shoes and, yeah. and understand what numbers were, you know. The podcast, obviously the name of it, you, you can really relate to that. Yes. So, so part of it is for me to, to talk about and celebrate people in their normal lives, people who aren't necessarily famous or known. You know, everybody has those moments. What is it that makes us push back? What makes us come back? Everyone's got a wonderful story, maybe not quite as dramatic as mine, but mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that, that finding those pieces of, of our lives are what helps us keep going. So, uh, so I get to interview all different kinds of people. So I'm doing a chronic illness series at the moment, but I, I've gotten to interview tons of different kinds of people and, and talk about the way that they keep going and the skills they use and, and their stories. Cause I think our stories are so important. Yeah, definitely. And that's what I'm trying to do with this one. You know, it's about whatever we've had, whatever journey we've had, there's always that point where you've got to push through and carry on and yeah. just resonate with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I had someone who I was interviewing yesterday and she said, uh, the important thing is the choice you make. Everybody's got their thing, but you have to choose what you do. You can choose. To, and, and I have certainly chosen to be 
super angry and maybe not react the most appropriate way (laughs) or you know everybody does that yeah you have to choose how you want to move forward and I find that inspiring I think that every day we can choose to make it better even if it's just a little bit even if it's a day you're confined to your bed you can read something positive that helps you get out of that you know I, I just think like you say it's it's really important yeah what was the turning point for you? Because you've obviously made a bit of a change lately to go into the podcast. So what was that change that pushed you to do that? Well, because of my illnesses, um, let me backtrack just a little bit. I, I've been a writer for about 15 or 20 years and various things, all kinds of different things. I've been teaching writing. I've been, I helped publish a magazine for 12 years and I've written all different kinds of books. But for the last two or three years, I was on book tours that were really, really arduous. And it was great. Like, I should not complain about that. <laughs> but but it was really hard on my body because of yeah. my um, autoimmune disease. So I had to find something new. And that was part of the reason why I wanted to find a different way. So it really couldn't have been more serendipitous that the world imploded at the same time that I needed to shift. <laughs> and it worked. Not that I would wish that on us, but <laughs> but it seems in a weird way it has been lined up for a lot of us, though, hasn't it? It's, mm-hmm. You know, we've got to take what we can from it, and if this yes. is a positive shift you needed, then mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's been it's been great actually, in in a lot of ways. I mean, nobody likes not going outside, but <laughs> no, no. So it made a massive change to you then. So tell us about that. Well, for me, um, because of my stubbornness, which you could also call being resilient, (laughs) uh, it's, I guess, the other side of the coin. It's really hard for me to accept help. It's really, it almost feels, and and it's irrational for it to feel demeaning in a way, but when you have to have help, it's just crushingly hard to, to take it sometimes. Mm. And even, even though I have a very supportive family and, and a very supportive town that I live in and a supportive environment, it's just been just because I'm so stubborn. <laughs> it's been, it's been um, difficult for yeah. me to shift gears because once I can feel competent in something, it's really hard for me. I hold on with all my fingernails because like I can do this now. So don't make me shift and do something different. <laughs> yeah. But it's comfortable, but, but isn't also, it? And it's what you know. And yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. But it's nice. I also love learning new things, so that I guess works in my favor because it kind of gives me that little kick in the pants to do something about it when I feel that way. Good. Mm-hmm. Tell us about what you've been doing then with the podcast. How's it been going? Where are you up to? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's been fantastic. Um, I have I have so many guests um, and so many so much more response than I thought I would. Um, I I thought I was, you know, it was so terrifying for me to, I didn't speak about my brain injury and my diseases, even to people who knew me. It was, it was something that was so personal and I was almost embarrassed about it, which is ridiculous, but um, it's been, it's been incredibly useful for me to, and and that's part of the being able to, to take help. You have to show that you're vulnerable in order for people to identify with you. And I want to help other people be able to be vulnerable about, about their own things because that's how the light gets in, you know? And, mm-hmm. and so part of what I've been doing lately, because it's part of my expertise and the stuff that I, that I know how to do, 
Um, and because I'm passionate about helping people tell their stories, I just uh, finished doing a three-day masterclass in helping people write their memoir or biographies. And then I'm going to be launching a resilient writing school at the end of the month so that it's going to be unteachable so that I can help more people because I can only do so many with my podcast. So I'm trying to scale it in a different way to help more people. Well, that's brilliant. Is that, are you taking that newfound vulnerability and everything into your writing as well now? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that, like I say, I think those are the things that people can, you know, it's one thing to talk about being stuck inside when you're disabled as I am. Not everyone has the same experience and I'm not stuck inside quote unquote all the time. I have periods where I have flares and I'm confined to my bed or, or I have to use a mobility device or something like that. And, and being honest about those things, I think only helps my writing. And I think it will help other people, the clients that I've served in, um, I own part of a publishing company, the clients I've, I've served doing that, when they've shared those things, they've had a lot more success and felt better about it. Because it's really all about it. I guess every part of writing is a journey to getting to know yourself better. Yeah. So that's part of what my large, ginormous goal is. <laughs> so is it just since the podcast that you've started opening up with that side of you? I've taught these classes in person mm-hmm. for, I don't know, about 10 years or so all different kinds of venues, um, festivals, writing festivals, churches, homes, retirement homes, all different kinds of places. It's not necessarily just for people who are older. I've taught it for kindergartners, but uh, I've never had to do it in this way. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. It's, um, it's been a shift learning to do it. <laughs> not always positively. Like I'm not the best at tech stuff, but I'm figuring it out. And I think one of, one of the things about this this pandemic is people have a lot more grace with you, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. They're like, they get it when you can't quite make it sometimes. And that's cool. I think that that's everybody though, isn't it? You know, we're all in that. We've all got to start somewhere and try it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think we try and hide that a lot of the time, don't we? And we try and be perfect and it's, it's not mm-hmm. real. Can't right. Pick that up. right. Exactly. It's nice to share that. And I'm sure people will relate to that. Definitely. I think so. I mean, so far, so good. (laughs) So what about your books? I mean, obviously tell us about your books that you've written. Uh, My very first book, uh, part of what I like about writing um, is you do get to share different parts of yourself, no matter what style you write. So my very first book was accepted to um, a workshop, the Iowa summer writing workshop through the university of Iowa, which is kind of a big thing. And it was awesome. It was wonderful. I didn't quite grasp how much of an opportunity that was. Um, And I, and I used it, the book came out, but I, I wasn't confident enough to share my personal side yet. So Mm -hmm. my first book was about being brain injured, but I couldn't, it was too painful for me to write it as a memoir. So I did it as um, realistic memoir. So I, I made composite characters and stuff like that. And I think now I would, I would write it. I, I have had offers to write a straight memoir. Now I haven't, I haven't accepted anything. I haven't gone down there yet, but that was my first book in 1990, no, 2004, I guess. And um, my 18th or 19th book came out last year. Wow. So, um, but they've been all different kinds of things because I never wanted to tie myself down to 
to one style. Yeah. Um, most, most recently, I've written um, nonfiction about women's history. I wrote my last book about women getting the right to vote in the United States. Wow. And that was awesome. It was really fun. I, right before the pandemic happened, um, they were going to have me talk. The, uh, the state of Oregon has a giant historical society and, uh, in Portland. And they are doing a, a women's rights and women's voting exhibit. And so my stuff was in the museum and I was going to get to go talk there and not now, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. It's still, it's really cool. And, and so shifting to more of a nonfiction, again, I wrote fiction in between. So I feel like my career has kind of come full circle. Nonfiction is kind of what I really want to do and more nonfiction. I like it. It's easier in some respects because you have to be less personal, but, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I Sorry, how did you get into writing then? So if you had the brain injury of 15, mm -hmm. and obviously that was like a restart for you, you know, yes. what's that journey from there to getting into writing? Well, um, writing was the thing, reading actually to start. Reading was the thing that came back to me. As soon as I was taught how to read again, it was so, it's so terrifying as a person who's brain injured to interact with people because you don't, remember the sort of unspoken interpersonal communication rules you don't you know like the pause between when someone speaks and when you speak I mean obviously <laughs> you can have problems technology wise there but yeah. <laughs> but when you're when you're having a conversation with someone knowing you know when is what kind of barriers you should put up when you're speaking to people mm -hmm. so for me once I learned how to read books reading helped me bridge the gap to learning how to behave like people behave <laughs> um, mm -hmm. and, and understand what conversations were like and what relationships were like. And I mean, maybe I probably shouldn't have read as much um, Jane Eyre as I did. <laughs> Jane Eyre was, because <laughs> I already felt like the, you know, the beast who was locked away, right? Because yeah. that was so different. But um, you woke up and now you're in this different era. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Um, but so that, that reading really helped me. So once I was able to start to write, even when I was in high school, writing was the only way that I felt like I could communicate better mm. because I would mess up when I spoke with people. I mean, mostly it's better now. I can still be awkward, but everyone can. So I'm kind of at peace with that now. <laughs> That's just a good quirk to have. Well, I mean, I'm calling it good. So <laughs> I think to so overcome I, what you've overcome and be writing books and doing what you're doing. And I think you're allowed your, your little quirks with that one. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then once I was able to read um, and, and write better, I, one of the funny things with my particular injury, with my brain injury, I had doctors and this is right after. So I'd recovered about two years. So I was, I was a sophomore in high school. And um, I, I was out of school for about a half to three quarters of a year, but I really wanted to graduate. And I, I lived in a very small town and I wanted to get, get out and see the world and, and do things. Right. And um, right before that happened, I had made up most of my work and I was about ready, but the insurance agents came into my parents' room or my, to my parents' living room. And um, as I was being released from all of my treatments, they had to make a list with the insurance agents and the doctors and my parents of things that I would never 
be able to do. And I wasn't supposed to listen, but I listened. (laughs) So there was this, I mean, just absolutely numbing list of things. I would never get married, graduate from college, go to college, have children, have a job, learn to drive, own a home. These were all things that were medically supposed to be impossible for me to do. Wow. So um, I I didn't... So I didn't buy it. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell. (laughs) Um, I'm not like a rebellious person, but that was my rebellion. I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to do all those things. Was that a big turning point? A big, absolutely not. You don't get to decide this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, it didn't, you know, I was a teenager, so (laughs) maybe it was a little more rebellious than I should have been. Got a few more tattoos, but you know, that's okay. (laughs) Um, It's kind of been my mission to check off of those boxes. Yes, I'm going to do that. Yes, I'm going to go to college. Yes, I'm going to have kids. Yes, I'm going to have... I actually, uh, it took me until I was 42, but I learned to drive and that was enormous for me. Yeah. So I think everybody's got those things though. Maybe they're not quite as linear, like not everybody has a list, but maybe we should make a list and check them off. I think we should, but I think it's, I think you need to take credit for actually how amazing that is, because I think if some people had listened to that conversation they would have took that as, okay, I can't do that now. That would have shut people off. And I think your strength and character has actually just went, no, nobody tells me that. And to turn that round, because that could have been the best excuse for you to, you know, sit back and just wither and you haven't, you've absolutely bloomed and done so much with your life. It's amazing. That's so kind. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty happy. I'm, I'm pretty lucky. There are a lot of things and a lot of people that help me. So I certainly didn't get here alone, but um, I feel pretty, pretty, pretty grateful yeah. at this point in my life. Absolutely. And, and not that there weren't those points where I was, I was like, okay, fine, forget it. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna watch movies and, and never do anything with my life. I, I definitely had those moments. Everybody does, I think. But yeah, I, you know, I just had to, we only get one chance. And honestly, as a person who has had those kinds of things, it's, it's easier to see that because you know how close you came to yeah. not. Yeah, right? I, so. I love that. And now that you're trying to do that with, I mean, you've done that with your writing anyway, but now to try and do it and put your voice out there in the world with your podcast. Thank you. It's fun. I, I really like, I love, hearing about other people's wins and 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 I don't mean that everything is a win but but I think the trying is the thing I think the the learning is the thing yeah I definitely think we're we're resonating at the same level with that one because I if you listen to someone else's story and you know someone will listen to your story and really get it and then someone will listen to somebody else's and I think the more we share and I love Mm -hmm. that we're all doing this work the more we're getting it out Mm -hmm. there people yeah. be inspired and I hope so seeing the possibilities so. for themselves yeah higher vibrations everywhere is is only a good thing I think yeah so where Definitely. do you see it all going for you or have you not got a master plan yet well actually um I'm I'm excited about the school part that's going to be great I uh, originally my goal for doing my podcast was to help start another book 
uh, and get a really big contract, you know, cause why not? Yeah. But, but, but that's what I know. And I, so I'm really open to possibilities. I'm open to what's, I'm really trying to, to not, now that's another funny brain injured thing. Boy, do I hold on to the stuff that I know because I know it. And <laughs> so it's hard, it's hard for me to be spontaneous in some ways. And it's hard for me to, to step into the unknown, but you know, that's all we've got right now. Everybody's in that spot. Yeah. So, so I'm really going to try and be peaceful with not maybe knowing the exact next step, but putting it out and seeing what comes back. I think that will help a lot of people because I think a lot of people struggle with change and it is that unknown and mm -hmm. we can never know the next step really. We can plan mm -hmm. for it, but you never mm -hmm. really know it. I like that. And it's not <laughs> just a brain injury thing. I think everyone will relate to that. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah. So with your writing school, where can people go to find that? What, where are you out there for people to find, the listeners to go and find? Oh, thank you. Um, everything's on the Resilient Podcast Network website. Mm -hmm. And you can see the podcast there. Also, um, I'm going to be announcing it um, when it's starting on the podcast, which is on iTunes and Spotify, all of the, the regular, wherever you're listening to your podcasts. Um, yeah, so everything, and it should be all on my personal website, jenniferchambers.com. It's all there too. I'm at, uh, I do a lot on my Resilient Podcast Instagram and uh, all of my announcements will be there. And that's just, the Instagram is at Resilient Podcast Network. Brilliant. And I'll put all the links to everything in there as well so people can catch you. Perfect, thank you. Upload it. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. It's been so amazing talking to you and hearing your story. It's just, I don't think you could have come up with a better name. I really don't. Oh, oh I'm so glad. That's yeah. so hard. <laughs> but not hard, just like an, in, an inner strength. It's amazing. And Thank you. That feels and I love so that good. you're sharing that with so many people as well. Thank you. Well, you know, I guess I'm uh, 43. I just don't want to hide it anymore. <laughs> what you know. does your family think about you doing a podcast? Oh, they love it. My, um, my kids are, well, my kids ignore it actually, but uh, <laughs> my, my husband's super supportive. Um, like I said, he's a counselor. So, um, I, so I so picked the right one there. <laughs> and, and you know, is the funniest thing is my grandma is 95 and she listens to it every week. She's so excited about it. She put, pulls it up on her phone and listens to it. <laughs> oh, that's so lovely. It's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's adorable. <laughs> Sounds like you've had a lot of good support there. Oh, incredibly lucky. Yes. Incredibly lucky. Uh, you know, my parents, my parents had incredible strength as well. I mean, I didn't know who they were and I didn't know, I didn't believe, well, I mean, part of brain injury is paranoia, right? So like at the very beginning. So yeah. I was like, who are these people and why do they want to take me home? <laughs> and, oh. and I didn't, you know, I didn't recognize the pictures on the wall and who those people were, you know? So my dad was pretty great when I called him by the name of the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> yeah, they forgive me though. Talk about your life being turned totally upside down. The whole family as well. Yes. Yes. But they're incredibly strong and, um, and very supportive. And, uh, 
and and now we're all very happy so brilliant yeah you'll have to do a podcast with your mom and get her oh that's a good idea oh i should that would be amazing oh i'd probably ball but yeah (laughs) (laughs) just share that other take and yeah see how it all yeah that's a great idea oh thank you that's a i had i i hadn't thought of that and i totally should have <laughs> yeah tissues on the ready for that episode definitely oh big time <laughs> good idea oh, oh i like that <laughs> thank, oh, you. But thank you so much for coming on i love that you've shared that story and being so open it's it's really is inspiring oh thank you thank you again for having me it's been a pleasure oh you're welcome i think we can all just take a second there to just look back and think how amazing jennifer's story was The things she's overcome in her life and she's still got that fight to try and share people's stories and tell people there's a better way and show how resilient people can be. Not just herself, she doesn't really look at her own journey as being truly resilient, but actually she has done some inspiring things and puts that into her words and puts it into her teaching and I just think if anybody is thinking they can't do something, this is just proof that anything is possible. That list that she was told that she could never achieve them things. And she took it like a bucket list of they are the things I am going to achieve in my life. And yes, they might have took a little bit of time passing her driving test at 43, but she's done it. And she's pushed through and pushed through and just is so inspiring. So please, if there's anything you're holding back on yourself, push through. You can do it. Jennifer can. And check out her work. Check out her podcast. I've put all the links underneath. So please have a look. Follow her on Instagram and have a look at her website. She is just truly amazing. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the podcast from Rachel at your time now. Catch me next week for more mindset coaching with a magical twist. Can't wait to see you then. Bye.